Stouffville, this is Charlene with Off the Top. I'm on the road again and this time I'm with Rich Helms and his beautiful home. Hi Rich and welcome to Off the Top. Hi Charlene. Now Rich, we have a great program and I want to jump right into it. How did you get into viral videos? Well, it was interesting. For the last couple of years, I've been studying and teaching and creating a website and a book on creating book trailers. And one of the goals that so many people, the dream sort of from an advertising perspective, is somebody creates a video advertisement, be it for a book trailer, a movie, or whatever, and it goes viral. And then all of a sudden CNN's reporting on it, uh, CBC's showing it, and all the rest of that type of thing. And so the word viral became something that people really wanted to do. But just like how I had analyzed book trailers and started to really get into them and say what makes them effective and how are they made up and what's their structure and those types of things, I started to attack viral and say, were there common characteristics of viral videos that you could start applying to book trailers in specific? So that was really where I wanted to start was you analyze and figure out what were characteristics of viral videos. And one of the big challenges was at the beginning just sort of looking at what is viral because some of the academic papers I found were written in like 2008 and they were talking about the most popular viral video of all time at that point, YouTube was relatively new, was this uh, viral of two little kids and the one biting the other twice and the reactions and everything and I thought cute video but I don't honestly believe in today in 2015 that that video would go anywhere. Everybody carries a cell phone. Everybody's got a camera with them. Video of kids saying something cute just isn't a big draw anymore. So at that time, it would have been more about that it could be done at all and not the, actually the content. Well, I, I think the content was cute. It's just it the done it all would be the factor that somebody, when their kids were doing that, happened to have a camera there. Whereas, like in our case, we've got a 16-month-old granddaughter, and her parents have iPhones in both their pockets. Exactly. So we end up with, we saw her first steps and we saw all kinds of other things because they captured it. Exactly. Because there's so much footage being produced. So catching little kids doing cute things just isn't that unusual anymore. And that was, as I started to look at viral and defining what is viral, that started off by defining what's the definition. Because in 2008, a video was defined as viral if a million people had seen it. And a million people had seen it without a marketing push. Okay? Right. So if some car company comes out with a video and runs a massive advertising campaign on TV and it gets a million views, that's not viral. Viral means it's spread by just people talking. One person to the next, word of mouth. One person to the next. And basically the ratio you need is they're telling more people than don't. So in other words, if I tell five people and then a couple of them tell five people each, then your numbers multiply real quick. If I tell 50 people and one of them spreads the word and that's my normal ratio, it's not going to go viral. So the trick is with a viral is you're looking for something that people talk about. So they spread it on Facebook, they spread it on Twitter, they spread it on different things like that. And a commonly accepted definition now, there's a guy by the name of Kevin Nault. And his definition is probably the one that most people quote of what's a viral video. And they consider it viral if in one week you get 5 million views. That's astonishing. Yeah. And what was interesting when I started to look at it was I found what was the viral video of 2014. 
All right. Okay. And in the first nine months, when I happened to look at it, it already had 150 million views. Whoa! Yeah, very interesting guy from Poland, and he does prank videos is the right word, but it's sort of the wrong connotation. Basically, his expertise is he's a director, he does film work, he's an actor, and he does makeup for monsters and things like that. Oh! So he creates these pranks, but. They're very elaborate, and the most recent one is called Monster Mutant Spider. And basically, what he did was he takes this little dog, and I think it's a Dachshund or something sort of in that thing. It's it's low and long and black, and he built this giant spider outfit for it. <laughs> so you don't know this. There's sort of this monster coming out. And it's very dimly lit, and you see this spider going along, and the legs are all bouncing. So it looks like a giant spider. It's literally like two feet high, and like probably three feet in diameter, walking beside him. And then he says, "Go," you know, like attack. <laughs> and that's the setup. And actually, he says "go" in Polish, but they put "go" as a subtitle. Right. Then in the next scene, it's sort of a windy, blustery night, and. From a hidden camera perspective, you see this guy coming out of an apartment building, and he's going to a side door with his garbage to put his garbage clearly in where they collect the garbage. And he opens the door. The spider comes running out. The guy drops the garbage, almost poops himself practically. He's running away screaming. But what's funny is the gag is revealed as the dog sort of runs around because the dog's following him. The dog's all happy. And the dog then runs over to the cameraman, and you realize at this point, it's a freaking dog. It's not a spider. It's a dog in a spider costume. (laughs) Then he ups the ante in the next scene. So now he's got an elevator in a high-rise parking complex, and it's the top floor. And you see the inside, and the guy who creates these is laying on the floor sort of sideways. He's covered in blood. The dog's standing on him, licking his face, but it looks like the spider's eating him. (laughs) So these two women walk across the parking lot, push the button, the elevator opens, the dog comes running out, the dog's all happy, hello, I'm here, and of course they scream and run off, and then the, the movie continues on, and they do another one in a subway station where they actually created like spider webs out of white string, and then they have body parts, which as you get close... You can see in the video, one, that it's string, and two, that they're fake body parts. And this guy actually walks up, and he's got his cell phone out, taking pictures of it. And then here comes the little dog down. They release the dog. He's running up to the guy. Again, the guy's trying to get out of there, trying to climb through the spider webs. He's getting all caught. The dog's just all happy and excited. And the guy is just so... Out of his mind with the spider. Yeah. Yeah. So it's wonderful. He got 150 million views. His channel on YouTube, which he's put probably, I don't know, 10, 15 videos he's created over the last four years. It's 400 million views on his channel. Holy. Yeah. And each of them are gags. Isn't that interesting? But they're brilliantly done. Actually, I think one of the reasons he can get away with it, honestly, I think if you pulled off the spider gag in Canada or the U.S., you could get sued or arrested or whatever. Because he really scared the living daylights out of these people. But it's brilliant. That was what made it so interesting, was in the case of the dog one, you don't realize that it's a dog, because he just calls a giant mutant spider or something. And you're about 
30, 45 seconds into it before you realize that this, quote, horrible creature is this cute little funny dog who's just very happy. The tongue's wagging and the tail's going and the whole bit. And so your big spider is a happy dog. What is the emotional component, do you think, that created that? Is it that people like to be scared? Is it that they like to be scared and then know that there was really no fear there? Do they like being fooled? Can you give a guess at that? Uh, The approach is called misdirection. Okay. And it's a humorous misdirection. I mean, from the beginning, you suspect I'm not going to really see somebody get eaten alive or something like that. But when the gag is revealed that it's the dog, and then they keep playing on the gag, and they mm-hmm. keep upping the ante. Well, now you're in you're on now, the gag. You're now inside on the gag. Mm-hmm. And see, I think that's a biggie. Because it starts off great, the gag is revealed, and now you understand the gag, and so now you can laugh at the people who are getting fooled. So you're part of the gagger. Yes. You're part of the people who are playing the punch. Right. Isn't that interesting, that transformation? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a brilliantly designed piece. So that was a case of looking at a viral video and saying, why did it work? And yes. understanding the componentry yes. of what he's doing. There are other viral videos, like another category is called right place, right time. So let's say somebody has a camera mounted for an intersection that's just monitoring traffic. And they catch some bizarre accident where six cars were mangled and everybody walked away without a scratch. And right. that, that video goes viral. It's called Right Place, Right Time. Nobody planned it. You just happened to have a camera in the right place and it caught something. Genuinely spontaneous. Genuinely spontaneous. You can't plan those. No. No scripting. No. Another one which is very popular right now is a type of viral video called Extreme Stunt, Extreme Talent, Extreme High Risk, or Extremely Intense. The guy who jumped out of the balloon at 135,000 feet and parachuted to Earth that's an example of extreme stunt, extreme risk. Or the man who took his bike up to a loch, a big mountain. There was a loch involved, but they went up the mountain, and I think you know the one I mean, and yep. did his mountaineering. Down. Or the two fellows who just scaled what the mountain cliff, and of course... I yes, in Antarctica. It, yeah. Was it Antarctica? Was it, no, there was a it was U.S. The South, no, just, there's one that was just scaled on the South Pole for the first time ever. And it's yes. like this 2,000-foot spire that just is coming out of the earth. The one I'm thinking of is a flat side that they did without any equipment except... Oh, yeah, I know the one you're talking about. I haven't seen it. The, the fingers and so forth had to clutch yeah. and very little foothold. And they, it took them 19 days. Wow. So these are the extremes that come to my mind when... Right. And extreme... Talent, extreme stunt, extreme high risk is very different than extreme stupid. Okay. Okay. Is there a category for extreme stupid? Oh, definitely. Can I join? I would like to sign on. No. (laughs) I'll tell you one of the ones I saw that probably took the case as, without a doubt, the stupidest pair, clearly over a six-pack. But (laughs) the premise was, let's decide to test out the new bulletproof vest I just bought. Oh, no. And one's going to shoot the other. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. These are, I hesitate to ask, supposedly full-grown, mature people? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Well, they're two adult men. I, well, there, that's... We have I would never use the word mature in this environment. <laughs> bend the language. <laughs> so, it's interesting because this was on the Science of Stupid, where they were discussing it. There's actually two areas of a bulletproof vest. There's the Kevlar, which is designed to stop the bullet from penetrating. Right. But it will actually still effectively push into the skin a good inch, inch and a half. Like you break ribs, mm-hmm. even if you're wearing a Kevlar vest. Oh my. Then in the middle, they'll have a steel plate, 
which is designed to truly stop that penetration. But it's only in a defined area, mainly around the heart and the key rib cage, things like that. So if you're going to have your buddy shoot you to test out a bulletproof vest... <laughs> you better be able to aim yes. properly. <laughs> and of course, the guy missed the, the steel hit just the Kevlar on the side and broke a couple ribs and oh my. I mean put the guy in the hospital. Oh that is called extreme stupid. Yeah. And there's lots of examples of extreme stupid out there. And these go viral. Oh yeah. This is fascinating. You know, if they're stupid enough. <laughs> they're really stupid. <laughs> but kids are famous for trying to do extreme stupid. Oh yes. So let's do some crazy stunt, you know, and some guy lands legs splayed out, you know, on some right. railing or something, right. and there's a gazillion of those because boys right. at those ages have no concept of consequences. No. And that's a whole category called extreme stupid. Unfortunately, there's a lot of stupid men out there. <laughs> you are really saying it's the men in that category. <laughs> Almost always. Wouldn't it be fascinating to see extreme stupid women? Have you ever read the Darwin Awards? I have heard of them occasionally. Well, Darwin's, of course, thing was the theory of evolution, that the strong survive. Yes. Well, then the corollary to that was the stupid die young. <laughs> Not my experience. But so, <laughs> so once a year, they publish the Darwin Awards mm -hmm. of what were the stupidest deaths of the year. Mm -hmm. And they're hysterical. Mm -hmm. And... It's amazing the percentage that involve a 2-4 of beer. <laughs> oh, you've got to know A it. pickup truck. Yes. And a couple of guys. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And there's your setup. The trouble is, with extreme stupid, there's just a lot of extreme stupid. Isn't that So you can have a really stupid video, and they'll get 100,000 views or something, but they don't tend to get that 5 million type threshold. Right. It's not unique enough. There's too many stupid men. Aha! Uh -huh. Isn't that fascinating from the viral video perspective? Yeah. There's too many stupid uh, men. Another one that's fascinating is, see, when you start to look at a lot of these types of things, which, again, aren't just spontaneous, the camera was there, then you start to look at categories where the intent was intentional. In other words, let's set out right. to really do it, and let's look at that in a few minutes. Thank you. That's a wonderful place to pause. And thank you for that very masterful turning it over. Thanks, Stoville. Just don't go away. We'll be right back.